1981, there was a murder so shocking that it changed the entertainment world forever, yet the killer was never brought to justice. Now, almost 40 years later, we're reopening the case, reviewing old leads as well as new evidence, to try and make sense of a killing which gave rise to a massacre. The who, what, why, and how of when video killed the radio star. Welcome to the Radio Star Murders. everybody welcome back to the radio star murders this is a podcast where we're trying to figure out if video did in fact indeed kill the radio star i said that right i think it did anyway we are here to continue our 1999 themed adventure through 1999 uh we've covered a bunch of songs from that important year and right now we're going to be moving on to eminem's my name is my name is west teasdale i'm joined as always by clay mccormick who has uh, spent the entire morning trying to figure out which Spice Girl, he'd want to impregnate, I guess. But how are you, Clay? Hi, my name is Clay. Boom. The little... Uh, I only little, have like... one name, which is... I, found, I always found it very confusing, because it's like the Eminem, but he's saying his name is Slim Shady. As a, as a young boy, li- watching these videos and listening to the song, I was very confused. Yeah, well, you, you hadn't... Well, it's funny, growing up on comic books, you didn't understand the concept of an alter ego, I guess, right? Well, I mean, it's not like Batman goes around saying, hi, my name is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, he'd say... Or vice versa. Yeah, vice versa, I think, in this in this case, yeah. yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's Eminem's My Name Is. This is his uh, big first single, I think, unless there was something that came out before this that was not quite as big. But uh, it's ranked number 26 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 90s. It was ranked number six on Q Magazine's 1001 Best Songs Ever. Number six. Oh my goodness! A thousand one best songs ever. That's crazy. Uh, the song. I was... I am gonna say I don't know who wrote that list, but they. Yeah, I, what is, I don't know if I would. What go is that Q? Far. Nothing against the song. But what is Q magazine? It's a popular music magazine published in it's, the UK. Okay. Yeah, it's a UK magazine, I believe. Yeah. The song was placed at number thirty-nine by Rolling Stone on their list of one hundred greatest hip-hop songs of all time. Recording garnered Eminem his first Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance at the Grammy Awards in 2000. So, Clay, you picked this yes, one. Do you want to I describe did. what it's about? Sure. In a song that can only be described as getting cornered in conversation with the worst person at a party, the world is introduced to Eminem, but he refers to himself as Slim Shady, thus confusing, well, at least me, as I said when I was a kid. I can tell you that much. We have... A disgusting couple, probably a few drinks deep, sit down, sitting down to watch TV, and they're interrupted by Eminem, who is showing how hip and cool he is by making a handful of visual TV res- references that were at least 40 years old at the time of the making of this video. But you gotta hand it to him, he really put, the, he really put that whack Johnny Carson on blast, didn't he? <laughs> From this point on, we're treated to what I can only describe as a bunch of truly random references and parodies i guess of such deep cut issues as marilyn manson cops and president clinton's sex scandal all while cutting occasionally to eminem rapping on i think a stage in front of a wall of glowing round things which is 100 percent the most late 90s music video thing about this these random timely references and parodies offset the lack of random timely references in the song itself not that there were not any in the song but apparently he didn't think there were enough in the song 
This song and video is basically like if your white rap enthusiast brother wrote a spec script for Family Guy. Mm. Dr. Dre is also there. <laughs> Please operate. Yeah, it's um the opening Eminem Slim Shady uh, big hit single. I always think of the uh, when he's on that stage with the glowing things behind him. I always think it's like a tire shop for some reason. Like it looks very because <laughs> I think he's wearing like an automotive outfit. In that. Yeah, I I pause it to look at it, and the only thing I can explain it as is it's a wall full of portholes. Mm. Like they look, it looks like portholes off a boat or something. Yeah, but honestly, I don't know what it is. But it looks like it's out of a Backstreet Boys video. Porthole into his soul. I'm still sorry. I'm still distracted by ranking at number six on the 1001. Yeah. Songs ever. Uh, <laughs> so I, I now how 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 did you feel about Eminem at the time? Because I can say I have never been a fan of Eminem. Oh, okay. Um, this video was fairly ubiquitous at the time. It came out in uh, January of 1999. Uh, premiered on Total Request Live at the end of January. So this opened the year, um, and I remember seeing it. Hundreds of times, um, but yep. I just you know I, it was never my thing. I I never understood what people found so engaging about his song the, about this song in particular because it just seemed to be someone talking about being a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really taking down Primus and Nine Inch Nails a peg. He says I violence, I think, at the start. He does. I- yeah, that's the that's the tough thing is that this this the version you see in the video is going to be different than the the uncensored that, that, one. Yeah, let's. I, I guess that's a good place to open. The video sure. for this ridiculously edits the song, so it, it's our first case of where the video is actually not. Um, it's really not a true recreation of the song like the song is drastically changed with the lyrics that yeah. go on and stuff like yeah. he, there's one there's one thing where he's just like i took the tip jar and, and it makes no sense in, in uh, context because they cut all the lines out around it and stuff like that but yeah this is our most heavily edited song if you're watching yeah the video. i i do very specifically remember from seeing this video when i was younger the line where he says walked into the strip club had my jacket zip, zipped up served the bartender and walked out with the tip cup yeah. i was like what the fuck does that mean yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the actual line is walked into the strip club had my jacket zipped up flashed the bartender then stuck my dick in the tip yes, cup which, which which makes more sense obviously yeah i mean as much as that could make sense i guess i i think that the uh i like eminem uh eminem has been around for so long that he's gone through various phases of his career uh, yeah. By this point, so th- this is obviously early Eminem when things are different. And you would ask like what I thought when this one came out. When when it came out, I thought that he was a sort of parody act, like he was yeah. a joke act because the song is kind of goofy. And you know, r- r- 1999. I'm like, what is this white guy doing up here rapping like this? Uh, right. You know, like he he was the first big because at that point you're still thinking like Vanilla Ice in a lot of ways and. Eminem appearing and being very visual in the video, rapping about sort of a non sequitur, uh, like blues traveler esque thing, except he's talking about his own life. It comes across as a little bit of a joke. I was actually going to say this video is like a really twisted version of the video for Hook by Blues Traveler. Yeah. Yep. Um, Yeah. But I also remember being kind of confused because I was like, I, I also kind of felt like it was. He was supposed to be a a, a comedy act or a parody act, uh, but like people seem to really think that he was just you know being subversive and just really taking people down. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? 
this I don't understand why this is cool. <laughs> well, I, I think that the um I'd agree that it especially especially watching the video. If you listen to the song, I think that the lyrics of the song change enough where the song is much more I'm not gonna say adult, but it doesn't feel as much of a parody if you only listen to the original version of the audio, which is has the cursing in it and the mentions of yeah. violence and everything like that. That when they cut everything out and they take away all of the R-rated stuff, it does feel like a silly kind of goofy song. I'm not going to say this is a great song. And mm. Eminem himself, I was reading in an interview, uh, when he's done recording an album, he said, and he felt this way about this song, uh, or this is the song that sort of led him to believe this. When he's done recording his album and he's got all the songs and he's been listening to them over and over again, he knows mm-hmm. that the singles are going to be the songs that he thinks are the cheesiest after he's listened to them a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And that does kind of bear out with all of his albums. If you listen to his albums, his singles are the cheesiest versions of his actual work. Uh, so he yeah. he kind of gets pigeonholed in this a little bit. I wouldn't even say he's pigeonholed, but he, he comes across as much more of a joke act, especially early in his career like this. And I think that this song is, this is like a prototype song for the way that his, his early career went. Um, when I watched it on YouTube, it auto-played into... Uh, his one of the next singles, the Without Me song. And Without oh, Me yeah, yeah. is basically the same exact song, except it's like 100 times better than this one. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. like his insults get better, his flow gets better, the, the groove is better, uh, the production values are better. So it feels like this is just a early stage version of what he eventually would do for a couple of years at the start of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has always been very... Uh, uh, he has kind of had that swing back and forth between silly stuff and fairly serious stuff too. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, L- lose yourself is a hundred percent. Not this, you know? Yeah. Uh, Stan is more or less not this. Uh, there's a little bit of this in Stan, but not, not the, not the funniness of it, but the, the, uh, the more straightforward kind of, uh, I wouldn't even call this storytelling, but Stan's kind of like a storytelling is a storytelling song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that has more of a point fairly, than this song does. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got other stuff like the real slim shady, which is, which is like this, but worse. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. And I, I think that he, uh, this is no, this is no Kim or anything like that, but I, I think yeah. as a, as an introduction to Eminem, it actually kind of works. I think, um, it, He's a, you know, he's obviously a protege of Dre. And the funny thing about Dr. Dre and that I think this kind of applies to Eminem is that every single Dre song, who is one of the biggest selling hip hop artists of all time, every single Dre single is about Dre can't believe that no one believes that he's back with another song. Like the recurring, he's always like, I'm back, motherfuckers. And the drug, he forgot about Dre, but I'm back. Every single song is that way about Dr. Dre. It's like this parody of someone who can't believe that they're not getting respect as even though they're at the top of their game. And I've actually never even heard anybody say that what happened to Dre, like he's always been there. So I don't know what he's talking about, but Eminem kind of goes under his wing a little bit there in the sense that it's talking about him and everyone else's reaction to him is the point of the song. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just, it's just never, never been my cup of tea personally. It's not a great, um, it sounds dated. It doesn't. It, 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 it really does. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound great. I think that I, the beat sounds a little bit off. I think that his flow is not like he. He eventually got much better with his flow. This is very yeah. kind of a choppy sort of like 
uh, late 90s DMX. It's better than DMX, but I'm always struck by I think DMX is like the worst flow of any rapper ever because he just goes... Blah, 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 blah. He well, always... hey, at least DMX is, is uh, an advocate for small business. <laughs> I think... Um, Eminem mentions enough product placement, I think, that he's also yeah, an advocate for some business. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know, it's weird. It's almost this this almost feels like you can you can hear him flipping through his notebook as as you're listening to it. Yeah. Like cause he's got you, you know, like you said, his flow isn't isn't super smooth. So it's like he'll say one chunk and then it feels like he kind of stops and then uh here's another chunk and uh here's another chunk. You know? Yeah. Yeah. How now, how would you classify this video? Like because it I I was trying to think about the ways that we've talked about the classifications of videos previously. Like, there's really only three kinds of videos, but it's not really a narrative. It's just a bunch of random stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, but it's also kind of like oddly similar to something like, uh, uh, it's almost like a movie movie video without a movie, you know, because they they have the interjections of him actually like performing the songs and stuff, but it's not really that's not the point of the video it's not a narrative i'm not really sure how to classify it i think I'd, i would just classify it as a a joke video i guess mm. and and eminem does this a lot uh especially early on in his career it's just kind of because his lyrics are so referential to things he and, and eminem seems to have a sense of humor it, like it might not land all the time but he has a i always thought that my impression of him was that he has a distinct vocabulary and pop sensibility and sense of humor that was really unique for the hip-hop scene at that point like yeah it, it veers somewhat close to parody and joke but he like he knows a lot and he like i think they've done analysis of rappers vocabulary use and he's at, he's near the top for like different right, words yeah. that are used in his raps and things like that and he definitely shows that off and i think the video is just a byproduct of how referential and disjointed the lyrics of the song are which is not really about anything so they just kind of stick in referential jokes about what he thinks about pop culture and that's why it's in that way it's a pretty good reference point for 1999 because he is of that era in a lot of ways even if he's passed as you said on bill clinton and stuff like that yeah it's like i i would give him more credit for that stuff if there was anything kind of clever about what he's referencing yep like you know, in, it, it, if you're sticking to just what's in the video, it's like, oh, yeah, a Clinton joke. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's uh, like Johnny Carson for some... Oh, the Brady Bunch, sure. Uh, Marilyn Manson, not doing anything particularly weird. He's just there. Yeah. Yep. You know, he's, just, he's a it, reference he's, point for 1999. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, isn't that weird? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I guess. But I guess the... Could you see any other rapper of that era dressing up like that for the videos? Like, I, I always appreciate the sort of lightheartedness yeah. of Eminem uh, in that case. Like, I couldn't see Snoop or Dre. They take themselves too seriously for this kind of stuff. Like, Jay-Z would not mm. do that or anything like that. Like, right, he, right, right. he exists kind of outside of the hip-hop culture of you have to be cool. Like, do you think Eminem thinks that he's cool? I guess is it kind of an interesting question at this point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Because uh, yeah, I think you could look at this song as 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 being a parody of of the ridiculousness of of the fact that he is a pop star. Yeah, um, or a, bud, but a budding yeah, pop star. 
Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know what his his opinion of his himself at this point was. Because I, I would agree with you that his his visual jokes don't work. I think his lyrics are a mix of like pretty, prof- uh, maybe not profound, but like very good into what he would grow into, and a mix of like being sort of juvenile at this point, and it, he doesn't really yeah. grow out of the juvenile stuff at this point. But my favorite line is. Uh, I'm not ready to leave. It's too scared to die. I'll have to be carried inside the cemetery and buried alive, which I yeah, think which, a good line. which yeah. is a very good line. And he, he eventually gets better at that. And he sort of builds his career off doing more sort of uh, interesting stuff like that. And he moves away from the, um, the like drank a fifth of vodka, Jeremy drive, which in the video is I drank a fifth of Kool-Aid and that's it. Like he just yeah, says that. That yeah. was my, that was my favorite edit because it was like, they didn't even know what to do with the second half of it yeah. because it's, it's changed from, I just drank a fifth of Kool-Aid, and then the song just goes... <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I, it's, uh, I, I do think it's interesting, though, because, yeah, he does have these little, these little bits in there, but they're so obscured by the silliness of the rest of it, you know? Yes. Uh, or the just seemingly... I just got to sound like an old person. Uh, the seemingly... Uh, just the violence of some of his lyrics that don't seem to have much context other than the fact that he's just angry, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, like I've never understood the got pissed and ripped Pamela Lee's tits off yes. thing. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> she's just the, uh, she's the modern day Dolly Parton for a woman with giant breasts, uh, that he can reference at that point. He has a, a funny line that I think is not in the video, but it's he, in the song he says, and that's what silicone tastes like or something like that. Um, that yeah, he says in the video, he says, I didn't know silicone was supposed to be this soft. Yeah. But yeah. the original line is smacked her so hard. I knocked her clothes backwards like crisscross, <laughs> <laughs> which again is like, I'm not really sure if that's, uh, um, you know, literary levels of satire here <laughs> as much as just. What, what, do, you, what do you think about know. that? Actually, let's talk about that because that's interesting. Eminem was always uh, someone who was advocated against as kind of a, uh, you know, violent, homophobic, misogynist type. Uh, yeah. I think on, I think in, in a genre where it's not exactly uh, rare to have those opinions, I think mm. is fair to say about hip hop. But uh, he was easily singled out, I think. I, I would assume just because he's the white guy that the media can pick on for that kind of stuff. Well, I, I always I always thought it was it was more that he was so popular so fast. You think? You know, I mean, maybe maybe being the white guy is part of it. Well, but, I think uh, he had he had the he had the Elvis effect of white yes. white yeah. suburban kids were buying the album and therefore getting yeah. their parents upset. Yeah, which you know, <laughs> d- depend. There's there's multiple sides of of that conversation you could be on as to whether or not that is. I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this, but like the the idea that it's it, that people are only paying attention to these lyrics because it's a white guy is mm. kind of is insulting, and you know there, there's there's no angle on that conversation that isn't insulting to to someone. Well, you could you could say it it, it became to the forefront because he got so popular by yeah. appealing yeah. to a a base that is not generally hip hop's main base, at least at the time. I guess you could say like he he he. Because of his relationship with like Britney Spears and the pop stars of that era, I think a lot of young teenage white kids bought his album as a result. Yeah, because he's yeah. part of that cultural conversation in a way that Dre and Snoop probably weren't. They seem like they'd be a little bit of an older audience at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. The other al- the other songs on the album are "Guilty Conscience" for singles. Uh, is that the only one? I think that's his only other single from this album. 
which is a very different song, but it's it's similar. But that song has more of a point, I think, than than this one does. That one's actually about something and maybe even potentially interesting on some level. Yeah, I'm actually not. Well, sorry, they're 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 hammering again. I don't know how much of this is going to show up on the track. No, that's fine. We can we'll we'll be getting close to ra- uh, wrapping up anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I actually don't know that song. Uh, I you know, like I said, I was not uh, uh, much of an Eminem fan, but I mean, I think I've said this before. Uh, the <laughs> ubiquitousness of of him in pop culture was cemented when my mom went out and bought an Eminem album yeah like the clean version that's what I'm talking about I think yeah. yeah yeah and I still don't understand why she did that uh <laughs> based on this song or did she uh, no did she, like she guilty bought conscience? the following album I think oh the following one okay I'm gonna have to look and see what was on that album because there's got to be one song that she liked or something but it's it's very strange yeah yeah, the the next one is the Marshall Mad. The, the next one is the Dark album. It's the Marshall Mathers LP. Um, yeah, with him sitting on the in front of the house on the on the cover art. Um, yeah, I the one that she got was Real Slim Shady. The way I am, Stan is on that album. Kim, she, I I can picture the cover. Let me look up at real uh, the Eminem show. Eminem show. That's the one after this. Then right, that's his third album. I think. Yep, two thousand two. Yep. That so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> the songs there were well, that, that one's actually pretty uh, interesting. It's got "Cleaning Out My Closet" was the big one. Without me, probably without me would be the uh, the song that would really appeal to people, I guess. On that one, "Sing for the Moment." Is she an Aerosmith fan? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's, uh, then I don't know. I can't. Help I don't. You. I, I don't. I can't remember if there's anything vaguely Hispanic on that album, uh, which is the which is the song I would point to. <laughs> Um, is he featuring Santana in one of these songs? Yeah, so. is Santana on this album, or or is there like a, a mariachi horn section? Then she'd be totally into that. I I, I don't. Um, I I feel this video is pretty dated at this point. It. Yeah. I remember watching it a ton and thinking it was at least enjoyable enough where I never really got. I, I never remember getting tired of this one or the song or anything. I don't think it's a particularly good song. Uh, I can tell you, I got real tired of it watching the video for this show because I watched it like four times in a row, and I was like, fuck. I yeah, yeah. It's, I I dislike that watching this on repeat more than I disliked watching All Star on repeat. Oh, interesting. It it does have a pretty grating chorus. It's 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 really not a very sophisticated. Hi, my name is Hi, and his voice is kind of up in that sort of grady tone about it and stuff. But certainly yeah. maybe an earworm, I guess, because of that. Let's see. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about for this one? Uh, no. I think uh, I think we can roll into uh whether or not you think the video enhances it or, or hurts it at all. I think it actually, it depends, because I guess the context here is whether or not it kind of hurt his career. I I wonder if this video helped him or not. I wonder if yeah. he would be taken more seriously as an, or if I would have taken him more seriously as an artist if I had not seen the video and only knew the song, the unedited mm. song, and whether or not the video actually did this like alien ant farm effect. I know the alien ant farm, their regret about their career I was reading was that they made too many jokey videos at the start yeah, of their yeah. career. And it caused people to think that they were just kind of a joke band. And right, right. I wonder, Eminem didn't have that effect, but I wonder if that was a possible outcome for him because of this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if, if I had never seen the video, I don't know if this is the kind of thing I would have assumed that the video would be like, maybe I would, I don't know. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like I don't know if it's hurt his career really because he seemed to. I I let's put it this way, I think it hurt it could it hurt his career, in that 
for people like me who were kind of just observing his thing and not really into his music, what his thing was became very confusing Mm -hmm. because it seemed jokey, but then you're seeing all these things about controversies about his lyrics, about beating his wife and and killing women and and being, you know, uh, homophobic and all this kind of stuff. And it doesn't, it does not jive at all with, with what you're seeing. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, like him doing a parody of, uh, Tom Green doing my bum is on the Swedish or whatever. It doesn't really line up with songs about killing his wife. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Th- that's true. It's it's a confusing start to him. I'm I'm surprised that he survived through it. So I guess my maybe I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised that it uh it didn't seem as confusing back then. Maybe it was. I guess I would say that this video did not help the song. Uh, would be my takeaway. I, you know, it's tough because I think that the video enhances the song in that it adds more subversive things to laugh at. Mm. So, like, if that's what you're, if 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 you're coming at the song as being like, oh shit, I can't believe he said that, that kind of thing, then I think the video adds to that by giving you visual representations of some of that stuff, even if it's not particularly clever and yeah. it's just like, oh shit, the president, oh shit, he's getting a blowjob, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of thing. Oh shit. Johnny Carson, I'm going to tell my grandmother about this and she's going to have shit. <laughs> um, you know, so I think it's just, I think it's it's amplifying this, the subversiveness of uh, uh, the Marilyn Manson thing just always. Like, <laughs> how, do, what, how do you supposed to respond to that? You should be like, oh shit, yo, did you see Marilyn Manson, Eminem playing Marilyn Manson in that video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was he doing? He, he was there. He was, he was there. He was just there, yeah. Yeah, he, he a, wasn't even like waving guns around inside of school or something. Nope, he was just there. He had a strange because it the, was it was killer. One of the follow up songs, he kind of uh, it seems like him and Marilyn became kind of close because Marilyn Manson got the same kind of criticism that Eminem did yeah. at that point. So yeah. it, it kind of was like they had each other's backs in a strange, uh, yeah, very nineteen well, nineties I mean, way. That's I mean we 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 haven't really talked about that much at all because we haven't really done songs that have really skirted that. Well, maybe this is the first one. But the late '90s became a a a big time for uh, you know lyrical content issues mm-hmm. um, and people going going taking songs to task for for the content of their lyrics and and blaming things on them that they probably shouldn't have been blamed for. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it felt like that started in the early '90s with Gore and his wife who wanted to put the sticker of you know violent lyrics or whatever mm-hmm. on on albums. Yeah. Um, what's your? I guess we, we can wrap it up. With, what's your take on? lyrics that way um subversive lyrics you know i think with anything if if you're anybody who claims that they 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 acted in a certain way based on lyrics in a song already had problems to begin with yeah um i'm i'm really uh unless unless the lyrics are are straight up like a spoken word album about why you should go out and kill people or something um, I find I'm hard pressed to to put pressure on on artists for that stuff, but at the same time, you do also have to be aware of that stuff when you're putting it down. So, are you doing it just to for the sake of subversiveness, or is there a point to it? Are you trying to be satirical about it? I think that you you have to at least have it in the back of your mind when you're doing that stuff. Yeah, I think Eminem is <clears throat> satirical enough. You you run into yeah. this kind of odd problem where. If your lyrics are like violent, misogynistic, homophobic, but they're incredibly stupid, I'm thinking like oi, punk rock, or like black metal. No one right. seems to care. 
about it, yeah. interestingly. But if you're someone like Eminem, who seems to put a little bit of thought into it, but ends up with the same uh, vitriol, or at least like, you know, sort of pseudo played up vitriol that he's trying to get a point across, it's, mm-hmm. it seemed to be, it's taken as more offensive for some reason. Where yeah. I think that the, like the, the artistry of amping it up a little bit. And I do kind of buy into the argument that his Slim Shady thing is sort of a persona. I know he must have yeah. some disturbing beliefs within him. Um, but I, I think that he does, even the fact that he calls that persona Slim Shady implies to me that he is consciously aware that this is a an act, you know, that this is right, a persona right. that he's putting through. And I guess you yeah. could say the same about metal bands and stuff like that, but it just it's an interesting little dichotomy. Yeah, I think that's that's something that's easy to forget when you're looking at it from the outside is that, you know, it's the, these people are performers and there is an element of, you know, playing a character in some, in some instances, you know, not every, not every song about, about uh, a specific thing means that the person who wrote the song did that thing, yep. you know, or, or has any experience doing that. It's just a song. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do think there you have to take that into consideration that, yeah, the slim shady was prop. I mean, I would be hard pressed to say that it wasn't a character. I mean, that's it seems clearly what what it is. Yes, but um, I, I guess you know, the question would be: Do you think that he was clever enough at that point to create it to artificially shield himself from criticism? I guess would be. I don't think uh, that seems like a long I, well, con to me. Yeah, I think I think there's kind of two ways you could look at it. You could look at it as him creating it to shield himself from controversy. Uh, well, I guess maybe it's part of the same argument. What I'm going to say is is that. It is also possible that he was like, well, if I say have a character say this, then right, that's what I mean. You know, yeah, I can I can say whatever I want. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a tough call. I think Slim, only he Slim would be Shady able to has that. died out. You know, like the, he does not seem right. to mention Slim Shady as much in his recent songs. Yeah, does he still rap about slapping around t- Pamela <laughs> Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> it's some new version. I think. I think his. Uh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say about Primus now. Right. I mean, there's been 20 years for him to just really build up material on on uh, on Primus there. He should just have a line about Primus sucking, and people would be very confused if he knows that that's what you're supposed to say if you like Primus, or if he actually thinks that they <laughs> suck, and like how how big of a Primus fan is Eminem. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do a Primus song at some you know, point. You know what's, what's fascinating? If, of all the things that they cut out of this video maybe it was just maybe there was some sort of like list of uh of worst to best as far as like you know you get one we get one what are we gonna censor not censor yeah i'm shocked that they kept in um trying to figure out which one of the spice girls i want to impregnate i'm always i'm always confused by drug use references because they keep in you're a base head you're wasted which Mm -hmm. while they while they just cut out the fact that he says he's drinking in another scene so it's it's very confused. They must just have a quote of you guys have to take out 17 references for this thing to get played on the radio. Yeah, or the even the violence one. Like, hi kids, do you like violence? Who who cares? Right. Yeah. You know, cuz he does I mean, say do you want to shove 9-inch nails through each one of your eyelids, right? That is Yes. Yeah. So no, he says do you want to watch me shove 9-inch nails through each one of my eyelids? Right. So what that's saying, yeah. that it's all the hypocrisy of you just can't say the word violence but you can describe what your violent yes. scene is that you're yeah. describing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking through the lyrics here now. Um, <laughs> just drank a fifth of Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an awkward five seconds as they edit out everything else around it. Um, 
Yeah, it's just really dead. When the you know you blew up when Winwin Usher stands and they try to touch your hands like some screaming Usher fans. No one's thought about Usher in a, a long time. Guy at White Castle asked for my autograph, so I signed it. Dear Dave, thanks for the support, asshole. Yeah, uh, uh, I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty prototypical Eminem song. I'm going to say the video did not help him, but I'm going to do that just because I think you're going to say that it did, and I'd like to split the difference because I am very conflicted about this one. I no, I'm honestly, I'm also conflicted. I honestly don't know. Um, I I think I would err on 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 the side of it. It doesn't help. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it, did did it help Eminem? Probably not. Did it help the song? Probably yes. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And he also went on to be very successful, so it's hard to say at that point. There's no obvious conclusion you can draw. It's kind of a... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a very counterfactual video. What what could have been if things went a little bit differently for Eminem? All right, that's it. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. We're going to be back with our, our final 1999 video, which is uh, Blink-182's All the Small Things, because it similarly to this one references a lot of stuff that was happening in 1999 but i think it does it in more of a visual way that is uh a good summation of that year so we'll be back with that one clay do you have anything you want to say yeah i'm just looking at the censored and uncensored thing again it's it's really it's really fascinating to me uh there's a line that also i never understood which was and by the way when you see my dad ask him if he bought the porno mag to see my ad mm-hmm. it's like what the hell is that the actual line is and by the way when you see my dad tell him that i slit his throat in this dream i had yes i feel like you could change that and say like tell him that i stole his car in this dream i had or so you know yeah. like why <laughs> why totally why is, change the why meaning is of that the okay yeah. why is that okay but buying a porno mag to see an ad i don't know it's just so <laughs> strange <laughs> i mean i was I was going through the trying to justify why he would do that, and I just assume it's a porno mag would be the cheapest place to sell ad space is why he would yes. say that. But that that is know. a very strange change. But I like I think that that lyric is a perfect encapsulation of why the edited version kind of does a disservice to the song. Yeah, like yeah. It, it really doesn't capture the uh, nastiness of some of the lines that I think is kind of crucial because it's paired off against that bouncy little hi. My name is yeah yeah that's that's true. Maybe <coughs> excuse me. Uh, maybe if I had, if I had heard the original, uh, unedited version, I would, I maybe would have had a different opinion of him. So maybe, maybe the, the video hurts Mm. because I, I didn't, I thought he kind of (laughs) sucked. I've been talking about porno mags and Kool-Aid. What the F is this? All right. I guess we're done then. Guys, thank you very much. We'll be back next week with Blink-182's All the Small Things. See you then.